All right. Hop on with us via the Ag Up Equipment text line 601-885-3776. Let us know what you're doing, seeing, hearing, or that you love the show, or that you don't like the show. Whatever. We just need something from you. Some feedback, some engagement. Wait till I get into this fast food thing again. How is five guys listed as fast food? You know, I, I don't I don't understand. Um, and how in the hell does Arby's make a top ten list? That's insanity. Um But we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. We are the out of bounds show. ESPN one oh five nine the zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. That's right. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com. And you can watch the show right now on YouTube. That's right. We have a YouTube channel. You can watch it. Um, You can search Out of Bounds Sports and watch the show. And I'll wave at you. We mixed up the set a little bit. Evidently, it's a Patron day um, because we've got three really pretty boxes they, I got to give them credit. They have all kinds of cool colors. Um, very appetizing to the eye as far as the Patron Super Premium Tequila boxes. And then I've got a great picture behind me of a uh, bottle of Patron and a glass of Patron. So got a couple of helmets up here, mixing in a little NFL and college football. You can watch it on our YouTube channel. Out of Bounds Sports. Our SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Miskelly Furniture and any of the Miskelly Sleep Store locations. And also the one, the only, Purple Grid, the Purple Mattress, the one, the only, Purple Grid, groundbreaking, no-pressure gel technology is the star of every Purple Mattress. I've been sleeping on one for two years. Wendy and I love it. Miskelly Furniture, Miskelly Sleep Stores. I ran into Tommy Miskelly yesterday. It was good to see him. Been a while. And um, as I was roaming around town, and we got to catch up for a minute. So you can go to Miskelly's, with an S, Miskelly's.com too. And the one, the only purple grid, groundbreaking, no pressure gel technology is the star of every purple mattress powered by Miskelly Sleep Stores. Want to say good morning to you. Welcome in. Let's get into some fast food real quick before I get into some sports. That uh, Jackson Mets discussion always touches a nerve. It's like if you talk Mississippi Coliseum in the 70s and 80s, Jackson Mets in the 80s, the dock in the 80s or the 90s, all of a sudden it's just memory lane. It's It's crazy. Or, you know, Reggie Collier, John Bond, and John Forcade. Those uh, those years where we were all packing it in Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. We didn't know any better, did we? Huh? We thought that was the good life. Uh, we didn't even have restaurants around there. Good hell. Um, you know, there was no Fondren. You, 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 you didn't have, like, highball and highball lanes with amazing food and a beautiful, you know, real bougie uh, bowling alley. Um, you didn't have all the other culinary delights, saltines among others, and fine. Now, Bellhaven, well, Quesara would plant their flag about 80. Well, look that up for me, Jason. 
the year K Sarah started in Jackson. I'm gonna guess 87. 88. Um and I was kind of speaking of onions, you know, Bill Raftery, that was kind of onions by Boo to put kind of drop that there. Um we weren't really advanced culinary wise in nineteen eighty seven. Um in the great state of Mississippi. It's amazing your options today, right now, as you drive around the Jackson metro area. You know, you you have great, great options um, for lunch and dinner. Now, some of you miss out on some because you won't go to Jackson. That's on you, not me. By the way, I, I finally went to Elvis the other day. Ooh. I, I did. Heard, I dove great in. Great things. Yeah, what was I doing? I was down in Jackson. Driving back through. I can't remember what I was doing. Golly. Because I, I usually eat an earlier lunch than that. And this was like a one-ish lunch. I saw NFL Chuck in there. Chuck Mullins. But I, I went to Elvis and, and went to the bar and uh, grabbed a, a quick lunch. It was nice. People were nice. That's Bellhaven. That's my stomping grounds. That's where I grew up. <laughs> Um, I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Okay, so what year did Case Sarai start? 1989. No kidding. 1989. I, for every bit of... Over 10 years, it had amazing food. I mean, the menu was, you know, I always reference like the julep menu and what Patrick Kelly did with that. There are certain menus, uh, Robert did it with Crescent City. There are certain menus you can sit down and you know there's just going to be like multiple items on there that are going to be f- fabulous. That's what Quesarra did. Uh, you know, iconic, h- historic. Um, you know, I bartended there. Jason. At Quesara? Yeah. That place got weird <laughs> and crazy. I was only 21 years old. And after about, when it started trending towards midnight, we stayed open late. I don't know why or how. And I don't, Wow. I just did what, whatever. I showed up, you know, I'm 21. I'm slinging some drinks, whatever. But that place, that place got, uh, there, we had some times there. It just kind of all came to you. 
You know, I mean, you didn't know what was going to walk through the door about 11. I mean, it wasn't the dock. Okay. They're two different kind of two <laughs> different speeds and layers and all that. Um, and there's a little bit of, you know, there's always a little bit of crossover because you're in the same area. Um, but as I was bartending and sometimes you, you as a bar, you would wait, take, you know, people tables close to the bar. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Of course. Bar yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you would cover, I don't know how many, it's too, been too long, but four or five tables. Okay. Right. And because we served food late and it was good food, like really, really quality high end food. Yeah. Um, and again, that wasn't necessarily prevalent. I mean, today we have these extraordinary culinary options in this area. And, but I'll tell you this, because local shuts down pretty early. I mean, that's not what Derek's looking for. I mean, y- y'all yeah. are wrapping it up. I mean, what do you, y'all may seat somebody at 10 and then pretty much wrap it up? Oh, no. Nine? Local, local closes at 9. So See, they, that's smart. They might seat someone at, yeah. you know, 8.50, yeah. maybe, on a good night. Got Yeah. And see, so I ended up trending over to, to Nick's and, and what was Shapley's, you know, and I bartended, we were done it. Not, you know, well, Nick and Nico had a little bit different mentality. I didn't agree with it, but that could bleed into the evening, but it would only be like two tables. Yeah. And these are people whispering in a very nice fine dining restaurant on Lakeland Drive, you know, very dark, lots of carpet, you know, whatever. Again, it was 1996, right? We had not quite broken away from that 77 to 83 run of decor. But um, Kesara would get, I mean, dude, it was almost part disco, part real weird, um, you know, a little bit of Seattle grunge coming. I mean, it was it was just <laughs> a, a melting pot eclectic, which I loved, group of people. And you didn't know where it was going to go. It could, And then you could... I can't tell you how many times people be like, you want to come over to our, you know, we'd, I don't know what time we close. I'm, I'm guessing 1 a.m. or something. Um, and then people would be like, do you want to come over and keep, you know, you've been working. Do you want to like join the party? And that happened. And you wouldn't never know where, in, you know, like what apartment you would be going into or house in Bellhaven or in that area. But Fondren wasn't <laughs> Fondren today in 1990. Five. So that's my case of Ross story. Now, it's a lot a, of fun, though. Golly, I, I wasn't there long, but it was a lot of fun. What kind of clientele was it? Was it like you know? So during the day, it was incredible. It was business. Okay. I mean, lunch. It's hard for you to wrap it because you you worked in such a high end place in local, and there's a very high quality of clientele that's going in there. Right. Both, not just business, but people that don't have to work okay true <laughs> right they can just kind of drink wine through lunch we didn't have as much of that kind of demo at that time okay yeah. and so it was very business at lunch and everybody was splitting checks and you didn't really make any money but late in the afternoon and into the evening you could knock down some it's the first time i ever made 300 dollars in a night in 1995 i thought that was dude i thought that was big Big for a broke college student, I thought that was big living. Big living. At that point it is. At okay. that time. At that time period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> could pick up so much cash if you were either in the in-between shift or if you stayed 
after nine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Closer or if you're like a yeah. double straight through sort of yeah. thing, if you, cause those like 2 PM to 4 PM. Well, th- those people were in the happy hour and you yeah. know, the people that are rushing back to work are, are literally, they're counting out the pennies and, and the dimes on their, on their check as they, as nine people sit at a table and you make, you know, a dollar and 27 cents. But at night, hold on. You could, you could, you could knock down some cheddar. And back then, man, when you knocked down 150, 200, 300 bucks in the mid nineties, that was serious money. Man, talking about counting pennies and change at the table. I worked at Babalu as a server, and kid, yeah. kids ate free on Sundays. No, and you didn't want to do that, man. PB and J's and boogers <laughs> all over the tables and floor, and you know Kool Aid <laughs> and lemonade and all that kind of garbage. It See, be... I stayed away from that. My, my dad was able to navigate. You know, again, I told you about my list that I made that I was going to just go out into the world and go knock on all these restaurant doors at 21 years old because I wanted to bartend. I guess cocktail had too big of an impact on me in 87. And hell, I was a kid then, but this is eight years later. And, um, or nine, but um, the deal there was he didn't make fun of me or like berate me. Like that generation was very, you dumb soldier. It, it was just, he was very low key. And he just went, that's a good list why don't you go to Nick's and Shapley, see what they have. They're probably going to have a clientele that spend more money. And it was like, aha moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and it worked out. It changed my life. I got to meet a ton of people and it, it kind of changed the tra- trajectory of, of where I was going. But, um, you know, I didn't run out to like, I don't, there's nothing wrong with it. Like a fish house. Right. I mean, yeah, we, I got to go serve drinks, entrees make money and and that was a lot of fun i just went down a crazy lane on quesera i could do a whole show but i'm telling you after 11 midnight at quesera it got wild funky weird you know you're 21 you're single you have a full head of hair you're in great shape women hitting on you it was wild uh but tons and tons of fun and that you would have loved as somebody who's worked in really high-end restaurants you would appreciate that food. It was, Boo had it going at that time. It was delicious. It had a very Cajun New Orleans feel that people were trying to capture here but really couldn't recreate. Um, All right, so what are we doing? Uh, Nick says, Houston Nutt once tipped me a $100 bill at Dancing Rabbit. That surprises me. Coaches are notorious for being cheap. Um, Really? I mean, oh, the coaching profession is notorious for being cheap. There's a great book by David Halberstam on the globalization of the NBA and Jordan and 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 Kobe and Shaq going to China and, and selling shoes. But in the book, he spends a couple of pages on how cheap NBA players and coaches were at that time. Now, now totally different deal than different deal than 97, 98. But he talked about how they would walk around airports to pick up newspapers that other people had already read because they didn't want to buy them. Now, this is in the 90s when people read newspapers. Now, let me come full circle with what he's talking about. Coaches are notoriously cheap. Um, 
I mean, you talk about one of the most frugal people I've ever been around, Mike Leach. Mike Leach took frugal and cheap to another level. Um, but now, as of recently, I've had a couple of coaches buy my dinner. That's unheard of. It's unheard of. So for Houston Dale Nutt to drop a Hyundai on him at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, I guess he was a maybe a cart guy, or which probably doesn't sound bad as a young. I mean, if you if you had to get a job at twenty twenty one, that sounds like a good gig to me. Yeah, um, a real good gig. By the way, they renovated the Dancing Rabbit Clubhouse, and I went there last week. It looks really good. Um, I've I've had dinner with Houston Nutt. Uh, he didn't have to pick up the tab, and that's a good thing because there were about nine bottles of Opus One ordered at the table by someone else. Jeez. And they, well, and Houston doesn't drink, and there's nothing wrong with that. But most everybody else at the table was partaking, including me, and R.C. Slocum beside me, and Philip Fulmer across from me, and um, Vince Dooley. I think Vince had more wine than all of us combined and his wife. But the bottom line is Houston Dale was not going to pick up that tab. I'm glad somebody else did. Uh, but that surprises me on Houston Dale Nutt. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Our YouTube channel, search Out of Bounds Sports. And uh, it's brought to you by the one, the only purple grid, Mattress from Miskelly Furniture and Miskelly Sleep Stores. Any of them. Groundbreaking, no pressure, gel technology is the star of every purple mattress. Powered by Dr. V and any of the Miskelly sleep stores in Mississippi. I sleep, Wendy and I sleep on the purple mattress from Miskelly sleep stores. And we love it. We've slept on it the last uh, two years, two years. So I thought I was getting into fast food, and then I took a, a, a long walk down memory lane on bartending at Quesera and all the crazy people who went through there. Real quick, Chick-fil-A wins again on this uh, fast food list. I don't understand the Jimmy John's thing. I'm more of a hot sub guy. I'm not a cold sub guy. I'll, I'll eat a cold sub, um, but I'm more of a hot. If I go home during the day, which I do a lot for lunch, if I'm not, well, not a lot, but when I can, if I'm not meeting somebody up here or going somewhere. Right. And I'm I'm firing up the oven as soon as I come in and mix and, and fixing a, a boar's head turkey or ham sandwich with all the stuff, fresh stuff. We've got some really good tomatoes in there. And Wendy made these pickles, she sliced these cucumbers and put them in. It's awesome. And and so on. But I haven't had Jimmy John's. You have, right? Yes. Okay. Of course. It's just like roast beef subs and and turkey subs and meatball subs. Yeah. Okay. Are they known more for their delivery or people coming in? Known more for delivery. They have a slogan that is like that, that they're known for, and it, it's okay. escaping me right now. But. That's okay. I'm over it. Uh, number three <laughs> is KFC. I find that hard to believe. I haven't had KFC in, gosh, I don't know how long, a year, two. Uh, Papa John's is four. Uh, Domino's is five. Haven't had either one of those in a while. Might, probably had a slice of pizza in Starville during football season. Five guys is six. Surprises me that Five Guys is in the fast food category. I finally had Five Guys. I told you coming home from the Dominican Republic last month, burger was good. I was, you know, I was starving. I had been in starvation for a week. 
So <laughs> it was delicious. The uh, the bag of fries had enough grease to fill up a swimming pool. But at that point, I needed something. And then I walked down the row at the airport in Atlanta and got a good glass of wine. Uh, well, hold on. That's relative compared to what the offerings were at the Dominican Resort. Okay. Although it was beautiful and the rooms were great. You know, uh, Pizza Hut 7. Eh. Is Starbucks really fast food? See, that's what I'm wondering. That doesn't make sense to me. There's two coffee places on here that I'm that I'm quite confused about. Okay, Arby's 9, Dunkin' Donuts 10. This is a weird list. Chick-fil-A's number one. McDonald's is last. Oh, and then they did sit-down places. Now, this, this was crazy. Outback 1, Cracker Barrel 2, Longhorn Steakhouse 3, Texas Roadhouse 4. I don't... Okay. And Olive Garden 5. I remember going to a Longhorn Steakhouse in 1998 when I went to Atlanta for the SEC championship game um, for Mississippi State, Tennessee. Uh, let's see, Wendy, it was for Wendy and I, it was, no, it was our second football game. I'd taken her to a Saints game a couple months before. I don't even know if she knew why we were going to Atlanta. She just knew it was exciting and people were fired up. I'm not convinced she knew that Mississippi State was playing Tennessee until we got there. She didn't need to know. But um, that was the first, that was my first experience with Longhorn Steakhouse. Winnie and I had lunch in Atlanta in 98. And at that time in my life, I thought that was fairly swanky. Any thoughts? <laughs> well, I, only time I've been, I, I waited like an hour for rolls and I was like 12. So, and so you were out. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, never been back. I understand. I understand. All right, so that was that. I don't know how much juice was there. Do we have time for... How, how long is this Will Rogers, Mike Dettelier stuff? Oh, it's quick. It's uh, it's about 15 seconds or so. All right, this is Mike Dettelier on Will Rogers at the Manning Passing Academy. Where he's gotten better is on the intermediate longer throws, where there's not as much air under it. And he, he was pinpoint. He was very good. But he's always been a very accurate passer. Always has been. But I think what's going to be the difference this year is his ability to get out the deeper throws. All right. So Mike Dettelier saw Will Rogers up close and personal in at the Manning Passing Academy last week. And that's the third person who said Will's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. He's still got 60 days to get ready for what could be his last year, but may not be his last year as he's got a COVID year. Doesn't it feel like Will Rogers has been playing for 10 years? Yeah, it's like the Tim Elko of Mississippi State, I think. Yeah, I was actually thinking Jake Mangum because Jake started day one. I don't remember Elko his first couple years, but... um, um, I guess I do remember him his next to last year and then the last year when they won the title. But, you know, when Will was thrown into the fray in game two, was it game, I think game two of his freshman year, maybe KJ Costello was knocked out or hurt or whatever. And to play pretty much the whole time since, that's pretty remarkable. If he's a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger um, you know, could could be a uh, big year. He had a good year last year, 
Um, and I know he's looking to build on that. They had some good wins, though. A&M, Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Um, they didn't have a good offensive day against Illinois. But, you know, that happens in the bowl game. You don't ever know what you're going to get after kids get three or four weeks off. The Out of Bounds Show is driven by the all-new Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. Canon Nissan in Jackson. All-new body style. It's really cool. Also, the Nissan Rogue. It's their crossover. Insane gas mileage. Powered by the Nissan Rogue at Canon Nissan in Jackson. Josh Raggio is going to join us coming up in the second hour. <laughs> 